Aiden, can you pass me that beat? Yeah, here you go, Nathan. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Two Blind Bears. I'm your host, Hayden, and today we have a special guest, Robbie. He's been one of our friends for over the last 10 to 15 years. He's been a great inspiration, motivation, and someone that both Nathan and I look up to personally. And Robbie, why don't you introduce a bit about yourself? I mean, firstly, mate, thank you for that. That's very, very kind. Um, yeah, no, I've just been a, a really good mate of the, the two boys, the two hosts um, of the, the show for quite a while. Um, and they wanted to get me on to, to talk about some things that they thought would be useful for listeners. No, perfect. Thank you for that. And recently, I think the last week, you messaged me and you said, Nick, I just want to get back into gym a bit mm, more. Yeah. And how did that come about? I know you've kind of spiked up and down as we all have with gym. And yeah. what made you this time around after you know months and months off just say, yes, let's do it? I mean, specifically about this one, man, I've just been watching myself go backwards. So it's negative on process. It kills me. Yeah. Like on progress, sorry. It's an absolute killer. I mean, as far as, you know, yeah, I think your own self-image a lot. If you've built it up and, you know, you've really enjoyed doing it, if you suddenly go backwards, it starts to wear on you. Yep. And you just end up getting to a point of needing to make that change. And Nathan asked me this question last episode. And it was when you looked in the mirror, did you see yourself looking back at you or did you see someone else? Oof. It's probably deeper than I've ever thought about it, mate. Yeah. Not so. I mean, it's, I've never evaluated myself like that. I've just looked at it and, you know, it's been a case of you are better than this yep. and, you know, you enjoy being better than this. So, why are you not? Yeah, that's fair. And has that been part of your personality? Just, you know, you are better? Because for me personally, as we've spoken about in previous episodes, is I was going on a path that was very different to the person I knew I could be and the person yeah. I wanted to be. And obviously that was with me going out and drinking, but for you, that was, I guess, your physical health, right? Mm. And is that really where you got to that crossroad of if I keep going down this path of not exercising, keep letting myself go, I'm going to be a completely different person from who I ever wanted to be? Yeah, and I I think so. I mean, I mean that's a... a- a pretty good way to look at it um for me it was it's self-image a lot of it mm-hmm. not that i've not that i you know feel like i have a, a poor self-image for myself but it, i just i know what i can be i know what i have been yep and it really hurts me to see it slowly falling further and further away from that mm-hmm. and was there anything that really was a point that made you turn away from saying where you were to where you are now so i guess what made you fall off the bandwagon of gym or your own self-image or was it just life got to you uh, well, I mean, you just went through through certain events. I mean, for me, it was a bit unique because I got to a point of really building up um, and really getting to a point that I was happy with and then unfortunately hit a tree. Yeah, <laughs> uh, quite, quite literally. Quite literally. Um, and then that ended up, you know, sending me back and I just lost my routine and the, and the rhythm. Um, and once you fall into that habit of not being committed anymore, it's just mm. so easy to stay on a, a train of a poor lifestyle, I think. What is, you get comfortable in the current lifestyle that you're at and you don't want to make certain changes, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you don't make a change until the discomfort of the current situation is worse than the discomfort of making a change. So, I really like that statement. So, could you say that again for me, please? Yeah. So, you don't make a change until the discomfort of staying where you are currently is worse than the discomfort of making a change. Yep. And I guess... Looking back on my own life, there's definitely been many, many points that that has happened. Mm. And in particular for you, you've been a person who has bounced around, tries a lot of different things. Yeah. And do you think that is that quote there is something that kind of encompasses your jumping around? 
Yeah, I think it it does in a way. I mean, I'm someone who's never really been set on the the one path. I mean, I know a lot of people are from the get go, but I've just haven't been. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to taste different things. I'm still working it out. I can admit that. Um, and I mean, even in the the scenarios of changing jobs, uh, I mean, like the the last job I had, the one I'm in now is fantastic. I do love it. Um, but the previous one, you know. It, you stay in the jobs as easy and as comfortable until, you know, it just is absolutely dreadful going to work every day. You just hate it. So, yeah. again, another example of, you know, I was just could not bear where I was anymore. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it was a lot easier to start getting uncomfortable with something else. Mm-hmm. And reflecting on myself, I completely agree. I recently moved jobs, started March, and I'd been with the same company prior to that for six years. Yeah. I used to absolutely love it. I'm, I used to bleed that company. And I started waking up every day pretty much wanting to hang myself. Kind of quite extreme, but I just hated it so much. I could have always seen myself there for a very long time. Yeah. But then I was just so, so bad. And it got to the point where the change, it was better for me to move on than it was to stay. So the discomfort of the change, and I'm not a person I don't think who deals well with big changes. And, you know, the discomfort of staying there was far more than it would have been for me to change. And that is mm. what caused me to change, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you see it time and time again. It just flows into into so many different things. Um, but, I mean, as as far as the, the discomfort of, of change, fuck, I've lost my train of thought now. No, that's fine. And, I mean, outside of that train of thought, what advice would you give to, say, someone who is in a similar position of what you and I are in and they're looking to make a change but they're scared? So they're on the teetering edge, you know, is there any advice that you would give them? What's your alternative? Like dead set. I mean, if you you do not actually have an alternative of making the change, mm. I mean, what are you going to do? Stay exactly where you are. It's the situation is going to change if you don't make a change. Well, I mean, yeah, you you either cha- you move, you make a change and you're, you know, you're in a no better worse or better position than what you were originally, right? If mm. you're already in a shit position where you are, what is the consequence of you moving you yeah. don't like it you know that's fine but you've still tried something new and at least you've got that self gratification and i mean if you look at that you know cha- trying something new during mm. covid you recently found something which was painting yeah right? and for me nathan and i both agree that you aren't necessarily well in the last 10 15 years we've known you haven't really been artistic or creative person not at all so how did this come about really it's quite an interesting <laughs> thing because you, like, you yeah, have, from out of nowhere, just yeah, completely left, left field. field. It was just like I get yeah. a message from you one day saying, oh, so I'm painting now. <laughs> and so, yeah, talk me through that whole process. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, COVID, everyone had a lot more time on their hands. Everyone's stuck around at home. You know what I mean? Um, and you can only sit around and watch Netflix for, for so long until your brain starts turning to mush. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't actively looking for it, but the state of mind that I was in is I was happy to give anything a crack, really, is because I wanted to find something better to be doing with my time. So, I came across a TikTok and I was like, hey, that looks like it's easy enough to do. And three hours later, I'd gone up to the $2 store, got supplies, had a crack and it was, I loved it. $2 store, please sponsor us. <laughs> um, but, I mean, really though, painting in itself, so that is still not something that never aligned to you. And there's so many things that you see on TikTok. So, wow, was it just, this looks cool, I'm bored, let's try it? Yeah, it just it appealed to me. I thought it looked like fun, thought it looked cool mm-hmm. and it looked easy enough to, to give a crack. I mean... It, the specific video I saw, it was a bit of a breakdown of how to do it as well, which helped. Yep. Um, and then quick YouTube search, find anything of how to do this, and I was off to the races. And <laughs> <laughs> and so you weren't scared of, say, trying that 
and it turning out terribly or like that wasn't even a thought in your mind you just thought let's paint if it's shit it's shit if it's good it's good at least i did something constructive with my time yeah i mean i don't think the that thought really came into my mind because it's the same as anything. You have to realize and be realistic about the fact that the first time you try anything, you're probably going to fuck it up. Yep. That's just how it goes. Like, you, you have to try something to, to learn how to improve it or how not to do what you did already. Um, I mean, admittedly, the first one that I did, I fluked it. I, I got very lucky. I loved it. And it's still one of my, my favorite pieces. Um, but then, you know, the ones after that, the next probably three or four after that, I they were absolutely dreadful like absolutely horrendous i've gotten him away in a cabinet you'll never see the light of day really never <laughs> i hate wow. him I hate him and so that didn't even discourage you so you fluked the first one so mm. obviously that gives you motivation yeah and then the next you know if the next few ones that you did that didn't demotivate you at all no well i mean i had the benefit of fluking the first one but even if i hadn't it's a case of it was something that I wanted to have a have a crack at and I needed to be doing something with my time and mm. I enjoyed it. The, the number one thing is that even, even the ones that I did bugger up, I was still having a bit of a blast doing it. I mean, the end result, I was like, well, fuck me. But it was still a, it was still fun doing them. And that's yeah. why I just persevered with it and I was thinking, well, you keep buggering up enough times and eventually you're going to work out how to do it. And mm. now the ones that I do, I put the, the recent ones against the what's my first and the difference is black and white. It's a really? huge, huge difference. Yeah, it's the progression is awesome. I'm very proud of it. Well, congratulations. And I mean, there's two <laughs> okay. things with that. You look at that on a business and life perspective, the most successful people fail more times than they do succeed. Yeah, right? well, you only need to succeed once. Correct. And I guess coming... To you, for the perseverance side of things, was that something that is part of you innately or do you think you learned that along the way? And if you learned it, how? Well, I think it kind of comes back to... I mean, if we go way, way, way back, man. I mean, back in high school, you're supposed to be on a defined path and you're meant to know what you're supposed to be doing from the time you're 14 or something ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then you realize you don't have it worked out and you bugger it up and it all goes wrong. You try to go the defined path, go uni, for example, or something like that. And you realize you hate it and you, you leave it. It's my own experience anyway. And the world didn't fall apart. The yep. fact that it didn't go, it was supposed to, the fact that you haven't done what the defined thing is, you learn it doesn't actually matter. And it's almost free. Like you, you can start trying some, some new things, understanding that it's okay for something to go wrong. It's okay if you're not doing what everyone else is doing, as long as you're just trying. Well, I guess that's the thing that we're very ingrained and built into is yeah. that we have a set path that you've got to hit it, that you have to please other people. Yeah. yeah like yeah. we like you we're ingrained to make, you know, our family, our friends happy. But at the end of the day, life is just you. As you said, that it won't fall apart. I mean, we come back to your paintings. You know, the first one you did was great. The next three that were fucking shit that will never see the light of day. The world <laughs> mm. didn't fall apart, did it? No, and no, of course not. Here you are now doing something far better with those paintings and you've also found a further way to potentially monetize it. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, again, I mean, the whole process has been learning and part of learning is getting it wrong. That's just how it's always going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't be discouraged when it does go wrong because you're still learning. But, I mean, I've got literally 20 of them sitting around now just stacking up. So, mm-hmm. commercializing that to start moving some of them so I can, you know, actually make some money back and keep going with it. Um, but even from a, a business perspective, because business is something that I've always had an interest in because personally, I'm very, very determined to be financially free, not depend on any company or any one source of revenue that sort of thing so i've always just tried to learn about business and marketing so it's genuinely interesting to me um but 
what I found is I have a lot of waste product from the painting and it ends up kind of setting in really unique, colourful ways and I've ended up taking that and putting it into jewellery and making it work with jewellery. So, the jewellery is going to be infinitely more scalable than what the paintings are. I mean, art is very, very hard to scale. Yep. Um, but the jewellery, you can scale that very, very quickly. So, again, the whole path now, and it's something I'm set on, I've got, uh, I've got quite high hopes about it. It all came about because originally back in COVID, I was trying to find something to do with my time. I wasn't afraid to try something new. And if I buggered it up, it didn't matter. I just kept trying. And I guess really, how do you see you would have used your time if you weren't painting? Because I guess that's the other benefit of a hobby is it fills your time yeah. with more beneficial things that doesn't turn your brain to mush. Right? Yeah. And so how would you see your time being used if you weren't painting? Honestly, some other hobby, something else I would have come across. I mean, I can't, I can't sit around and do nothing for too long. It just, it really gets on me. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, I might never have come across painting if it wasn't for just coming across that one TikTok. Who knows? But I do know that eventually I would have come across something and could throw myself into the deep end of that. But even if that had to happen with something else that I didn't have any interest in, you know, I uh, I probably would have just persevered with it anyway. Even if I didn't like it, scrap it, trust on you. And I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good point that you raised about you would have done something new, mm. right? If you didn't have painting, you would have tried something new. And you even said earlier that you do bounce around a fair bit. You aren't yeah. someone who can stay stagnant. No. And you also recently found something else, which is four-wheel driving and camping. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I guess your brain works in the sense that once you start something, you need to fixate and complete it right yeah yeah absolutely it's uh it takes over real quick and how have you found the four-wheel driving and the camping is that something that you just see as a release and a getaway yeah it is i mean it's it's just good for the soul and the brain you know i mean everyone's different um but but for me having a bit of a a separation from the day-to-day and just getting out quite literally into the middle of a forest in the middle of nowhere and just enjoying it when I come back, it's always so much more clarity. Like I've had, I've had things I've been thinking about for a week where I'm like, I genuinely have no idea how to do this. Mm. All of a sudden I step away, I come back and I've worked it out. So it's just, it's a better way to be productive for the rest of the week and your time because it is. I know Nathan, he's spoken about, he goes for bushwalks mm. and he always says that's the best way for him to clear his head. Yeah. And I guess if you're so caught up in, your busy lifestyle, your nine to five, or even your hobbies. Mm. You know, if you suddenly take a big step away from life in itself, you have such an amount of clarity that you wouldn't have otherwise had. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're constantly distracted day to day. Mm. I mean, there's so many distractions and everything's always going to be lingering on your mind. And ideally, you want to try and make your decisions quick and commit to things quick, but sometimes it just lingers and you can't do much about it. Mm. But by having that separation and kind of stepping away and allowing yourself to have a different perspective, it always will, will mean you can you know work it out. Mm. And I guess that's what a lot of people do. I, I know a lot of successful people meditate, for instance. Yeah. That is a way for them to detach themselves from reality mm. and just be one with themselves and yeah. to have clarity of the mind mm. and have clarity through decisions. Because you're right. If you are so caught up busy and your mind is all over the place, you can't have clarity. You can't make decisions of, you know, should I stay where I'm at? Should I move on? Should I try this? Should I try that? Yeah. If you just take a step back and realize there's a broader perspective, Mm. then there's a lot more, I guess, joy and clarity that comes with it. There is. But it's also just kind of allowing yourself to be exposed to different things. 
um, if you can expose yourself to different things, try different things, yet you're always going to have a, a much broader perspective than someone who's always been segmented and pigeonholed just in a, in a few things in life. You know what I mean? Um, as far as just, I mean, general happiness, I mean, just comes from trying different things, figuring out what makes you happy and committing to it and working it out. I mean, you're not born knowing what, what you need to do. Yep. So I guess closing question is what advice would you give to someone who isn't quite sure where they want to, what they want to do if they should try a new hobby? Mm. What advice would you give them to you know start or find a hobby for themselves? Taste different things. Seriously. Like I don't, even if it's something that you think there would be zero chance of it having anything appealing to you within reason, obviously, give it a crack. I mean, the the worst case scenario is that you're going to spend maybe a day or two trying something new. Mm-hmm. And best case scenario ends up being something like, this is sick. I want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario is you learn that if you try something that doesn't work out, that's okay. Move on, do something else. So the world doesn't collapse. It's life. And I mean, looking at, you know, Nathan and I, this podcast came about because we wanted to try something new. Mm. And yeah, something wonderful could be built from it or nothing may come about. But at the end of the day, we've tried something new and we're loving every single minute of it. Yeah. We love interacting with our listeners. We love interviewing people getting to understand more Mm. and you know whatever happens you know we've tried it and well it's not going to fall apart (laughs) if it if it goes wrong yeah i mean it's it's cool what you boys are doing um it's it's definitely helping a lot of others as as well even just even if you never get any listeners yeah it's a case of people in the in the group will really really benefit just from having a couple of people who actually want to know something about them and getting the chance to talk about themselves. It'll make a big difference for a lot of people. Definitely. And we hope that all our listeners, you can be part of that journey and hear us. But that is it for today's podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, Robbie. Thanks for having me, mate. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe so that you don't miss another episode. (laughs) 